Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put into conservatorship in 2008 and continue to dominate the mortgage market. Now your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. That's because the election has changed mortgage rates dramatically. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about time talking for about. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's uh, Jason Grody here with Mike Points. Woo! Two weeks in a row for you, Michael. In the flesh. I remembered, uh, I remembered exactly where the studio is this time. Yeah. Can you go over to 51 Zach Lane. Yeah, I've done that. I did that. <laughs> I did that in the beginning. I did that in the beginning. I got there and was like, oh, man. See, sometimes Saturday morning is like, get up, get going, and it's almost like Groundhog's Day, right, for me Saturday. I mean, we've been doing the show for over 10 years now. So yeah. stomping on down there, and next thing you know, it's like, I haven't talked to anybody. I haven't interacted with anybody. I got the, you know, I'm listening to KVC on the drive down the grade. And it's, I mean, it's same normal. exit, you know, right turn, right turn, right turn, look up and go, ah, oh, wrong building. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the other plan now. Uh, yeah, um, shooting across Tank Farm isn't as fast as you'd like it to be. That's right. Um, so. It's Movember. Movember, that's right. Um, I officially did not shave as of yesterday, and I'm going to see how this goes. You gonna grow a big a, mustache or hold the whole thing? I did the dreaded Pirate Roberts for Halloween, right? Princess Bride. How was that? Uh, bought a lot of full size candy bars, and you know, unfortunately, had about twelve kids come to my house. So I'm opening a small convenience store. <laughs> so now you have a lot of full size <laughs> candy bars <laughs> in your kitchen. No, got to put those somewhere else. Mm. That's like. I'm putting the dishes away and eating a Reese's peanut butter cup. And then, you know, every time you go in, you'll like find a way to eat some type of candy. At least I will. No. So the, the, the costume was great. I'm, I'm a big princess bride fan. So it was, it was actually, I was amazed at how great this costume in a bag looked. Mm-hmm. Looks good. They do yeah. look pretty good. Yeah. 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 And, and did Jim so, trick or treat at your house? No, no, no. I'm just saying the costumes in the bag. Oh, oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Did I text you when I pictured you? You might have a stalker, Mike. I might have. <laughs> Who's that lurking in the bushes? Was there was that? one kid that was abnormally tall that came to my house for large six night. times. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> it. Yeah, trick or treat. Yeah, no, yeah. The, 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 I'm just saying the costumes in the bag are actually pretty good. They are very. It good. It was fun. Halloween's a great time because it's it kicks off this dun 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 holiday season right we're here but it also is um i just think it's a fun way for kids to go out and have a good time you know Mm -hmm. they just started school they got the homework all that stuff and then boom you know you get to wear a costume to school and all that stuff i remember it being great a great memory one of my favorite holidays north county halloween was cold this year it's interesting so this uh this week marked like it really feels like fall now I mean, it's even feeling wintry, even. 
um, yesterday. I have an early meeting morning and Friday. And so coming down the grade, it was, uh, I left my house. It was like 27 degrees or something like that. Very, wow. That's chilly. Yeah. 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 It was a little bit warmer this morning and a little bit later, but it was like, I mean, I think it was 35 when I left this morning. Well, when I turned my phone on wow. yesterday morning, it said 28 in AG. See, but that's chilly. But, but I don't, in AG? Yeah. But I don't know exactly Whoa. where they take the thermos, where they take the, yeah, yeah, the reading yeah. for the phones. It's right at your house. I mean, it's right where your phone is, Jim. Hmm. <laughs> Um, I do. Th- I do think that. Uh, I do think that. You know, every year, Halloween pretty much marks it. Like at, at the time of Halloween, it either starts raining, or this fall season, this Indian summer is over. That's right. But you know, also what's over is baseball. Ah, yeah. World Series is done. Baseball's over. So Game this seven. Is the depressing time of the year. We have several months here of sadness. I mean, football. Feels a little bit of the void, but not enough. Not for me. You're a big baseball fan. I'm a big baseball fan. Yep. Um, Michael, I saw your Facebook post yesterday. Did you? Yeah, Mike's looking for uh, a website, some inspiration for a URL. Yeah. Did you get anything good? Not yet. So I was thinking about it, you know. I I I got out. I started making some sketches for you. So Mike's gonna. My last name is peculiar in this industry. Points. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It it lends itself. Nice one. It lends itself to uh, you know. You got to tie it in there a little bit. I think you do. But the so you got. You know, I, I thought about this, and and unfortunately, all roads lead back to this thing that's sounding either negative or misleading. Did you get there? No. Like, you know, points, funding, mm, makes it sound like everyone's got to pay points. Right. By the way, for those that didn't hear the opener and aren't totally familiar with the show, Mike's last name is Points. Right. Not spelt like points. Like on a scoreboard, no. No. In fact, spelt oddly. It's French-Canadian, but yes. Is there a lot of, is that like the Smith of no, uh, French no. Canada? No, there's a points pass. In oh. um, Ireland. S- spelled the same way? Yeah. yeah. So that's oh, yeah. probably where your family uh, trekked from? That's what the DNA thing says. Yeah, some, quite a bit of Ir- Irish blood here. Uh, mm. P-O-Y-N-T-Z, which is also tricky. Like, you know, are people going to spell points like they would the actual word, like a scoreboard? P-O-I-N-T-S, or would they actually spell my name correctly? So People are not going to spell your name correctly. I know. That's what I can't use it. I can't use my name that way. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting too, when Dan and I like, uh, when we, we thought about a lot of these things when we tried to name the company back in, in 2007. Mm-hmm. And we brainstormed a lot of names and we wanted to put slow in the name, but everything to do with slow in terms of lending is not good. Right. So right. yeah, you're, you're slow, Mike. No points, Mike. Right. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you a mortgage, but it could be in the middle of next year. And it seems like everyone <laughs> and their brother is using loan guy, something loan guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you could be. You brand yourself. Brand yourself as the Lone Ranger with some six shooters. That could be. That could work. Hat. I, I got no problem putting on costumes and stuff. Then you get a cease and desist from whoever owns the rights to the Lone Ranger. Yeah, I've, I've seen it before. I didn't make that up. 
You have, yeah. Yeah, that in fact, a dude that I went to high school with reached out to me. He was a questionable character in high school, mm. and he reached out, which everybody, everybody's you know able to change, right? I'm not holding. Oh, you're barely dude. even sprouting in high school. But he hit me up after all these years and was like, "Man, we're in the same industry. Look at me, I'm the Lone Ranger," and and I'm kidding you not. <laughs> he had like a picture on his business card with like um that black across the eyes where the eyes are cut out with like a evil looking cowboy hat and some six shooters and I was like that has like a train robber feel to it and I'm just not sure I'm not sure that that's right giving the right message I understand like you know the ranger in in different capacities, a, a ranger is usually a respected right. and desired person. But when you put that black eyewear thing on, that looks like you're concealing your identity. It looks like a train robber or something. <laughs> Anyhow. Right. Trust me with your house. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So anyhow, my my suggestions of, of URLs, I'm not going to be able to give you one, unfortunately, for yours. But you got to remember... Shorter is better. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would look for like 360 fixed or, um, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Because, you know, you want people to be able to remember it from the car um, and, yeah. and not need to know French Canadian spelling um, right. tendencies. I, I, if if you told me to go to www.com pointslender.com i would spell it wrong yep and then you're gonna so maybe you buy them both and redirect it domains Mm. right yeah that's tricky anyhow fortunately they're not expensive no no one wants that domain (laughs) 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 yeah well thanks for bringing that up it's on my mind yeah if any callers want to call in and give me a great idea about a a website name you'll take it take the feedback anyway 805-543-8830 8830 calls in calling today about anything on your mind regarding mortgages or just what you're doing in the real estate market. Jay and I are about to kick off this great show here. Um, nice thing about coming back one week after the other is that you remember when the commercial breaks are mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I was just kind of rambling last week. Where yeah. I'd have been, I'd been off for six or eight weeks because I was off doing my own show. That's a good run. The podcast, yeah. you know, you have your own show now. Well, I'm starting, yes, that's correct. I co-host a show called Smart Retirement Podcast, and um, we are on all types of podcast channels. And what, you're on episode seven now? Uh, Eight. We just launched eight eight, two days before um, Halloween. Yep. Awesome. And what's great is the topics are, you know, they're not too intense in that we don't get into like... You know what a variable annuity is down to the nitty gritty granule level. I don't. I don't know what a variable annuity is. Right, because I don't think that's. Do the, I need to know? I look at Jim. Jim, do I need to know what a variable annuity is? Um, so I don't think so. Probably not. Mike, do I? I no. think. It, I think when you're making a buying decision, you should. But what we give you is the the long brushstroke. <laughs> and I think, and, and that's one topic, right? We're talking about things like aging in place. How do you do that? You know, can you can you use the equity in your home to make your home more livable as you retire? Mm-hmm. Maybe there's nothing else out there that you want to buy. Maybe you love the neighborhood you're in. You're just worried about how far are you from the hospital or 
You know, is this a community that I can still walk out the door and go get a cup of coffee when I don't drive anymore? Things that are practical for retirement. Also, the I think the number one thing you and I have talked about, Jay, offline is, you know, we're not retiring tomorrow, but we certainly don't want to retire in 25 years, you and I. I'll retire tomorrow. Do you have a way for me to do that? I will. <laughs> I will. I think about this often. Yeah. I, I, I often think about this. What what needs to happen? <laughs> How extreme. Today, I think it's like be. some kind of a meteor filled with cash, yeah. like plopping into my backyard where nobody saw it hit, and I could just be like, uh. Thank God I bought this house. <laughs> yeah. I just had a vision. My daughter's, my daughter's school is doing a cow plop. <laughs> A cow plop fundraiser? Have you seen this? No. Oh, that's great. You guys need to get to the North County more. Jim knows. He's a country music DJ. He knows what the cow plop is. (laughs) So you take a field, right? And you you make a grid out of it, and they're numbered out, Mm -hmm. and then you put a cow in there, and it walks around until it Wherever it does its business is whoever wins. So we're talking about redneck Kino here. Pretty much. Okay. But there's one winner. And it's well, the one that gets the the cow plop first. So sounds like would, that's my that's my retirement plan. Is it's the, the number two that it does not since everyone the number two, right? Yeah. yeah so I course. need that meteor to plop into my backyard full of money. Um, mm. I, I that or it could be made out of like solid gold or be diamond encrusted. I mean, there's other things I'm willing to work with, but <laughs> those are ways yeah. I could retire I'll take tomorrow. Those. Yeah, platinum. Uh, you know, something Some non-radioactive. Times before that happens, you need to plan in the event that it doesn't. Okay, and that's what the show's about. <laughs> that's instead what the show's of about. instead <laughs> of waiting for that meteor, yeah, because that's a one episode show, right? Yeah, when the meteor arrives, here's what you do with the money. Thanks for listening. Right, but when you do everything before the meteor, gets you got to lay it all out. Yeah, you got to lay it all out. In the event out. the meteor hits your neighbor's house, so that's interesting. I, I I'm ashamed to admit right now that I haven't really listened. I only listened to a little bit of your guys's podcast, just a little bit of one episode, and it feels now I feel guilt. I'm well, the, we're so. I mean, here's the thing: I feel guilt. Produce. I don't get the the luxury of having Jim there, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, we're self-produced. So, the beginning was rusty. I mean, the kid, we'd come back from a commercial and it'd be like a loud music. To, I'm talking, the music's loud behind me. Mm. And we launched that one. So we're like, oh, that one kind of sucked. But you got to, you know, you got to pull the nose up over the mountain range. And then once you hit 35,000 feet, then everyone can unbuckle their seatbelts and use the bathroom. So you guys and, are, oh, maybe the cocktail cart will come around. I wondered if, uh, I wondered if you guys were, all the different angles because it seems like there's a lot of there's a lot of that conversation to talk about i mean some people already have a one-story house close to town and mm-hmm. have a reasonable financial plan and you know maybe just need to make some slight tweaks i know and put I, a ramp next to the steps out front and widen that bathroom door one of those walk-in tubs that i see on tv that seems brilliant mm-hmm Things like that. Um, yeah, it, there is quite a bit of talk about Jay, and we have we have pre meetings before the show because we lay out we're we're laying out our whole month. But yeah, listeners, if you're interested, um, you can go to smartretirementpodcast.com. That website has all of our episodes on it, and then you, it'll show you the other podcast sites you can go to: Apple's Podcast, iHeartRadio. We're trending on iHeartRadio and retirement section. 
What? Yeah. So why don't we do this? He's going to be a big star here pretty soon. All of a sudden, the yeah, pretty pretty soon, um, like Fox is going to be calling them for the business report. Uh, we're going to have to get a couple more downloads. We had 300 downloads <laughs> in October, which is nice. So thank you, listeners. Um, but we want more because we want to help. We want to create a retirement community. Let's do this, Jay. Let's take a quick break for our sponsors. When we come back, we'll talk we, about that Fed meeting. I think we should do did that. Did you know there was a Fed meeting this week, Jim? I Jim, did. did you I know that they about that. made an interest rate decision this week? I heard something. All right, well, let's do a quick break, take some time out here to pay the bills, and be back in just a minute with more Mortgage Matters. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Well, the first days are the hardest days, don't you worry anymore. When life looks like easy street, there is danger at your door. Think 
Alright guys, welcome back uh, thank, Cool Thank you Jay for introducing me to the Grateful Dead properly it's a uh, it's a long deep catalog. Oh man, it's a great road road trip uh, exploration. You know, I just throw in on their greatest, and I instead of picking the ones I know, just letting it play. Yeah, grab some grab some working man's dead. Just put that on. Yeah, can't go wrong. Uh, Jim, thanks for playing the dead, bringing us back from the break. Yeah, little, there, Uncle I tell Tom, you, yeah. I've I've probably done about a dozen loans for people that listen to the show through the years, and they mm-hmm. uh, for people that say, you know, I I picked you, I want to work with you, I like you, but it's the Grateful Dead connection, and so I'm like, all right, that's cool. How many other people are out there like I don't want anything to do with that dude if he's one of those deadhead <laughs> people? Uh, yeah, right. Uh, that's why they bring me on the show. Yeah. Counterbalance. Roll, yeah, he's like stones, a Maroon man. Five guy. Oh, okay. Rolling yeah, Stones. Seems like a jab. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I love Maroon, Maroon Five. Maroon Five has like and over ten great hits. <laughs> over ten. They're huge. Uh, Adam Levine was sexiest man alive, right? And sure. I want you to know. Not sure how that's. Right. I'll open myself up to the judgment right away. Last night, Friday night. This is how wild I am. Yeah. Um, I had nobody's birthday or anything. We had. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven kids sleep over. So my house is the house. And while they were all off doing all of the things that stinky boys and cute little girls are doing. You were waiting for the money comment. My wife and I were watching a documentary on Netflix about the Jonas Brothers, which was awesome. Okay. Uh, I learned all kinds of things about the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. I had no idea. You get a CD now? <laughs> I think, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I love those music documentaries. Um, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna storm through this real quick. We have some guests coming on. We have Lisa Combs, and then uh, who's that other dude? Uh, Rhymes with Martini, Steve Del Martini. So, uh, but before we bring them in here, I wanted to um, we we foreshadowed about ripping through this uh, Fed meeting bit here. Um, the feds met this last week. Well, it was back in October, really. Uh, <laughs> you didn't even laugh. I thought that, that was, was good. Uh, forever I ago. I chuckled. Uh, the feds met and cut interest rates for the third time this year. Right. Which is pretty wild. Um, in fact, when I read that, those words in that order, that it was the third time this year, I thought about it and was like, dang, they really did. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. I I just couldn't possibly have anticipated this. I mean, obviously, a year ago, nobody would have. Mm-hmm. Um, and this Fed rate cut, they they changed the statement this time to make it. Um, they removed the part that said that they would um, quote act as appropriate to sustain the expansion. Mm-hmm. That was some very accommodative language, right? Which was just saying, we're going to do whatever it takes to keep the economy growing. Choosing to remove those words, I think, is um, now has been interpreted as we did what we needed to do, and now we pause. And so it, it had some impact on the market. We saw the Dow really enjoying... Um, the Fed rate cut ended up at twenty seven three forty seven yesterday. Uh, 
that I mean that's that feels firmly into the twenty seven thousand and enjoying all. The Nasdaq was up as well. Um, S and P five hundred. Everything finishes up on the week on account of um, good news there for the rate cut. I thought for the last few months we tracked anywhere between a seventy to ninety percent chance of a rate cut going into this meeting, and I still thought. It would be surprising to me if they cut interest rates. Um, the ten-year bond yield, by the way, very little impact. Right. Um, One point seven two eight percent close of business yesterday, and you know, I did. I we saw I, a little I, bit of of activity in the coupon, though. Yeah, the mortgage-backed securities um, had a little bit of a, a sprint and. I, I just I had an idea that we would see the tenure. Maybe this is what's coming this week, um, but to see the tenure start to make that move uh, down back into the one six range, where yeah. Anyway, there's a there's a trade agreement meeting on November seventeenth that's taking place, and I want to say South America. I'm not exactly sure which, well, a lot of this which re- continent it's in, but I think that is going to be... A lot of this recent run-up, though, was around the optimism that phase one of the China, the U.S.-China trade deal was getting signed, and what we learned was... Um, China doesn't want soybeans. Yeah, that, well... I, they, don't wanna, the, they don't want to commit to them. On the broader sense, I think what it means is that the deal is not ready to be inked. And that that optimism perhaps is just a little bit uh, overdone. And now we're going to have to settle back into realizing that there's a lot of road ahead. Not to mention that whole, you know, we've figured out how to strike a deal with China came out to be um, a multi-phased work this over time. And it turns out that phase one was really just a little bit of what does it take to not have this this round of tariffs hit us that are imminent? They were promised. And they came up with an oral agreement and a little bit of a timeline to work out what it took to not have to have the the tariffs happen. And now we're finding out that, well, it may have been optimistic and a bit hasty, and we may actually still be at the drawing board. So like you said, there's more meetings to come. Why um, would China want to finish this now? A president, we could have a new president in a year. We could. I mean, we could, they could reshuffle the deck. I think that's partially why they're dragging feet. Well, I mean, and it's it, not just the thought. My, We've heard that come out of China. Is my, yeah, and my comment's specifically not to spark, spark, you know. Political debate. It's really to say this is the climate we're going to be in for the next 13 months. Hey, let's all agree. I don't care what your politics are. Let's all agree. We look like clowns on the world stage when we're doing this impeachment stuff. Whether or not, whatever you support the impeachment or you don't, we look like fools where oh, yeah. the country's divided over leadership issues uh, for the leader of the free world. We're the same people right? that are running WWE are running the country. I mean, we got, <laughs> we got like these matchups going. We got an impeachment event. It's it's ridiculous. I can't even turn on the news anymore. But I will say that this makes... That's why you just turn the news off and turn that Maroon 5 up, baby. That's right. Jim, don't you have Maroon 5 song you can play right now? I, I'll find a Maroon 5. Yeah, we'll do that right now. Give let Jay, me, the, let me, let me give Jay the courtesy he deserves. Let, we can come back from the break. Play Memories. Can you play Memories? That's great. Oh, I love that. That's my favorite Maroon 5 song right now. Memories. Yeah. 
That's what it's the called, right? Were, not no, it's, it, no, it's the new one. It's, it's I'll show you during the break. <laughs> we, we're ready for a break. Let's just, uh, Maroon Five's covering Streisand. Yeah. Right before we go to the break, though, right before, um, this Fed announcement is is important because I think what you're going to see, Jay, is they're just going to sit tight through December and kind of see what happens. If you look at the quarter, um, Q3 came back right between 1.6 and 1.9, which is not terrible, you know, for inflation, sorry, uh, 1.6, 1.9 range. And so they're just going to sit tight and let this boat move down the river. Can I tell you? First of all, I wasn't disappointed when I pulled up this morning and I saw you. Because um, he's, he's, he's <laughs> I queued up. There was things in my mind I knew I was going to ask Dan today, right? I literally, I woke up thinking about this. I I didn't write anything down, but there was there was question. I was going to pick at Dan about this, mm-hmm. what the Fed's going to do going forward. Every good radio show needs a guest that, they, that gets picked on. I wanted to talk about, uh, look, Trump, Trump's been out. I, I like the nickname. Uh, they've called him Tem- Commander in Tweet, which is, uh, <laughs> I just, it's a, a great name. It We're at a technological age and Twitter happens to be a platform that's uh, absolutely people communicate on. That being said, um, he's had an absolute field day with the Fed, and yeah. is no secret that he's he's citing other countries that have lower rates than us, and stating that uh, we should be negative, give ourselves the advantage since we have the ability to manipulate rates. Why are we staying in such positive ground when? competitive countries competitive economies of ours are lower or even negative that we should put ourselves on the same equal footing for growth by not creating a monetary disadvantage for us and i was like um that's interesting i i I had this moment the last couple days here since the fed meeting statement i started thinking about this and i saw him tweet some more and i and i thought you know what uh is he wrong is he wrong? Now, I'll say that. I I consider myself a good communicator of, of the things that I believe that I'm strengths and weaknesses. I can lay them all out pretty honestly. One of the things I believe that I'm relatively good at is being a good communicator. One of the things that I um, pride myself on when I listen to you, if you're not a good communicator, I try really hard to hear your intention what are you trying to say in spite of your weak delivery right because some people are just awful at saying what they want or what they need they say it in a way that you have to make a really conscious effort to slow down and be like i'm i'm gonna do my best to hear what you're trying to get at me in spite of your terrible delivery so i started thinking about that like same thing with trump let me let me hear what this what the intention is in spite of the goofy lame tweets that are flying around and um is he wrong and so as we talk like the feds now saying hey we're gonna pause um and we're all like okay that seems fine i can't really believe we got three rate cuts at the time that we did but okay so we'll pause and then and then bouncing around in my head is this idea about well if it is all that way you know like picture the football team if they get 11 dudes on the field and you guys have just determined that eight's adequate, uh, 
should you just throw those extra three dudes on there just to block for you? And I kind of wonder now, man, if other countries have a lower interest rate, if other countries are negative, if they're, if they have a, if it's creating a different economic environment, um, is he right? I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I guess it's a rhetorical question, but it, it is a rhetorical question. Let's do it. Let's take the break here. We get back. We'll bring on Steve Del Martini and Lisa Combs um, from Compass. Woo! All right, break time. It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. 328- Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number. Number 328358. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Cheers to the wish you were cute, but you're not Cause the drinks bring back all the memories Of everything we've been through 
to the ones here today Toast to the ones that we lost on the way Cause the drinks bring back all the memories And the memories bring back memories Bring back your There's a time that I remember Alright everybody, welcome back You know, old, older oh, there than you are. Everybody. You are older than everybody? In this room, I think. Maybe I not. could tell by your eyebrows. Everybody yeah. combined? No. <laughs> Pretty close. No. Anyway, so we not, had, not even close. You know, we had the Archies with yummy, 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 I've got love in my tummy. Yeah. Remember that I'll hit? pull out an Archie song. Here. I'll pull out the Archie <laughs> Is that what Adam Levine reminds you of? No. Because he's yummy? <laughs> I could be. Uh, I wasn't our, actually referring to Adam Levine at that time. I think he was just. I think he was just letting us know yeah, what song he yeah. would like to play. All right, yeah. Steve started talking too soon um, because That's, I was. I thought up this intro while oh. we were listening to that Maroon Five oh, okay. music bed. I thought up this intro of. Here's what I was going to say. I thought I'd get whatever Here, I was going to get. You, ready for can you? Can you just queue up like two more seconds worth of music? Or is that too far away? So you uh, can just push the fader back up, or is it gone? Yeah. It's gone. Here we go. All right, welcome back to Mortgage Matters. I am Jason Grodin with Mike Points, and we've got some special guests in the studio today. Adam Levine. <laughs> Only by courtesy of YouTube, I believe. But here's the introduction. Here we go. Behind every mediocre man is a great woman. So we have Steve Del Martini and Miss Lisa Combs, who, yeah. Uh, it has been threatened by Steve for years that you would get involved in this show one day. And and by the way, for everybody else listening at home, in the car, wherever you are, this is Lisa's first time, so she's nervous. I am nervous. Don't that's be nervous. That's why I didn't show up before now. Really? Welcome, Lisa. Well, truly nobody listens. I mean, that's the thing. It's really just an awkward conversation with four of us with microphones in our faces. So not true. (laughs) And and now I've seen that if it doesn't go well, you just start over. It's no big deal. It's live radio. I, I, in fact, I, I used to point this out a lot when Dan and I would, uh, we would totally just fumble our way through these episodes and I would regularly have to say, look, you guys, um, we're we're mortgage experts. We're not radio people. We're we're not even supposed to be here. Uh, so it doesn't have to be perfect. If we mess up, yes, it was live. Everybody heard it. But we'll just kind of we'll collect ourselves and go again. Um, so, anyways, I would thank you for coming in today. Um, can we do the uh, the the first show grilling right now, just to kind of get in, figure it out? We we used to. I remember when we had you on for the first time, Steve, we went easy on you because I didn't realize then what a tough guy you are. And um, you give way more grief than you take. I know that. Well, you know, I I keep stuff for ammunition when I need it. Mm -hmm. Uh And I've got plenty Plenty of years. But so you guys, you guys have worked together for a while, right? Mm -hmm. We're going on about four years now. Okay. And, uh, Made this transition over to Patterson together and now Compass together. Um, how long have you been in real estate? Uh, I've been in real estate about seven years, but I got my license about four years ago. Okay. So you were like doing admin helper. Yep. And now coordination. So, and now you guys are really like a team, right? We're, we're not an official team. 
We're, we're he said, yeah, she said, no. <laughs> no, I was going to say, no, we're not. <laughs> we're, not uh, we're a real estate mm. partnership because there are certain things you have to do if you are calling yourself a team oh. um, for advertising and other Department of Real Estate Roger regulations that. and all of that. So it's much easier to Just create a partnership and, and deal with it that way versus the team sort of aspect. Understood. So we do a lot of business together, but not everything. Got it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get a part of her listings, but no. <laughs> no, it's, it's like a marriage. What's mine is mine and what's his is mine. Yeah, I, <laughs> I understand that completely. I've been married for 21 years. Long Four pause. Yeah. 14 here. <laughs> Help the end for you, Jay. I've, I think I've beat all of you. I've been married 27 years. Woo! You got married when you were like eight years old. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Good for you. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. I don't 27 years? Yes. I, honest to God, thought I was older than you. Oh no, no. I'm a, I've got at least ten years on you. Okay, don't you don't have to you don't have to date yourself here. We're good. We're good. Congratulations on on looking phenomenally <laughs> younger than you are. Clean so living. I have to ask in a par- in a partnership <laughs> since we're on the topic. Is it where um, you help with the buyers and Steve? Are you just kind of share everything? Um, we co list. Um, Okay. All, the, all the listings, but um, no, we're not. We're not that. Um, I, I must said we're not that organized. <laughs> we're not. That, we're not. That <laughs> well, some systematic. people have. Some people have yeah, more of a buyer's, a buyer's tolerance, and I say that in in the nicest <laughs> of words because buyers they really don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if you're a seller, you obviously have some real estate experience. You own a house, unless it was bequeathed to you and you just moved in because the deed was quick claimed then you went through a process at some point in time. But mm-hmm. I think dealing with buyers is, is a skill set because there is an expectation that needs to be set. And that's why I asked. Yeah. It, and we've talked about this in the past. You know, Dealing with buyers is a whole education thing. If you don't educate your buyers on how real estate works, right. what to expect, you know, everything comes around. Uh, one of my favorite sayings is everything comes around to managing expectations, whether right. you're working with a seller or a buyer and, and much more with a buyer um, there's always the stories of, geez, you know, I, I got a call from my buyer and they told me that they were never going to buy in this area. And they called me on Sunday and they bought a home in that area. And you say, well, you know, what happened? And they said, well, I went to an open house and yep. kind of got, you know, got excited about it and this and that and never kind of forgot to mention your name yeah. you know, as my agent. And so, yeah. you know, you have to, there's a, there's an education process that I think that gets overlooked quite honestly. Yeah, I feel like that um, that's a critical component for us is that um, everybody is going to judge you by their expectations. And so the very best thing you can do is set them, help them set them, establish the expectations and which is the natural first step to that education process of, Hey, look, this is, this is what this process looks like. This is how it's going to go. These are the things we're going to navigate along the way. We can anticipate some of them, some of them we can't, but we'll always be able to, you know, communicate well and walk through it. And if you don't spend that time there, people will have expectations that will, it's impossible to meet because you don't even know them. Right. Right. Yes. And, and that, it really depends on the generation you're dealing with too. Right. And, and, that, and that's the God honest truth. Are you dealing with a generation Xer like myself, someone that, you know, is in their mid to late thirties, they have a different understanding. Oh, so young, Mike. They have a different understanding of how this cycle may move. But if you're dealing with a 26-year-old, I mean, they're like, 
hey, I pressed I want to buy a house like three days ago. It hasn't shown up in the <laughs> yet. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Or the, <laughs> one of my favorite things about working with the real young kids, too. I mean, first of all, when I open up, I open up a loan application and I see someone's born in like 1995 and I'm like, good for oh, you. Uh, how are you? And I do, and I do the math and I'm like, Oh, how much money came from their parents? They're old enough. Um, some of it. Sometimes. Some of yes. It. But I'm already seeing kids, you know, this is the era I graduated high school and I'm seeing these dudes have got good jobs and have saved money. And I'm like, dang, look at you. Yeah, but yeah, um, those guys oftentimes, uh, like you said, they're like, I pressed the button three days ago, but and I, I think it's not just generational because what we see a lot is we make some. It's easy to make assumptions when someone's older and has bought and sold maybe a couple times that they know something, but it all depends on who their agent was. My Did they get the education the first time? Around? My favorite transactions: um, people in their. 50s, 60s, 70s that have a lifetime of experience of working with lenders. And when you slow down, for for some of those people, when you slow down and you break it down and you go over options and and I show them that, you know, these are decisions like I need to help you understand the ramification of the decision that you're making and empower you to make the decision. I, I'll help you with all the information. At this point, I'm a facilitator. These different things have such an impact, and sometimes those people, it's like a light goes off, and they're like, wow, I would have made very different decisions 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, if somebody had taken the time to let me know that that's how these things work. And um, that that's a that's a real fun one. I love being able to to get that feedback at the end of a transaction where somebody says, this is the 10th time I've done this, and I've never had... <laughs> Such a professional, somebody walk me through this and and really guide me into um, this position of empowerment and and success, and that's a that's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. What what happens to us in our industry is we become, as you probably do in yours, uh, much more than the uh, selling of a house. We become a babysitter of a lot of things, uh, directional guide for things, as you say, that come up that aren't expected. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff that happens in a real estate transaction that's not just exactly about buying and selling a house as much as it is about, you know, kind of the conductor of the band for the whole thing. It's, it's, sure. it's an interesting path. R- rarely does it go down a straight line that you think is, okay, so, you know, here's what's going to happen and this can't be that hard. And then all kinds of things come up as obstacles that you have to, you know, overcome. So it's always interesting, rarely the same. Yeah, and you have to. You have what I love about both of you, Lisa and Steve, is that you understand that we can't ask for this for this house in this neighborhood. Like you guys know this area so well, <laughs> it's like that that can't happen at this house in this neighborhood. You ask that, and they're just going to go to the next person in line. <laughs> well, that could be true. Yeah, but, you know, but we because still you list- have to represent our. Though, yeah, so. but you actively list in slow proper, and which is a very tough market to buy in. It's very yes. tough. I, know, I, I very mean, competitive. What we talked, we've talked about this. Um, like Steve, your longevity in this market is impressive. Thank you. I mean, your parents were in real estate, right? Yeah. You did your first deal was like you sold a house for like what was it, one hundred thirty thousand dollars or something? Sixty three thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't and it fell out of escrow the next day. Right. But, um, anyway. But, but bottom line is, uh, such is this, uh, 
This longevity, though, I think this is one of the things that I've become to realize now that I've been doing loans in town for so long is that um, when you have that question, like Lisa said, we still have to ask most of the time to represent our clients well. When you do, you're not just getting laughed right out of the door because those people know that you're reasonable. They know that you're dealing with your client the best you can, but you do still have to ask tough questions sometimes. And <laughs> and then you're going to get a little bit of an olive branch back from those people that you're working with here in town uh, because they know you and they know how you work. And Yeah. Uh, what, what happens, though, I, I learned over time that – Having longevity is a good thing for experience and knowledge to a certain degree. Um, but when markets change and they go active, um, history sometimes is a bad thing because you seem to always want to look back and say, well, I remember when this house sold for, sure. you know, and it would be 100000 less than um, what it's selling for now. And I have, when, you know, some of the best examples that help, you know, me um, understand is uh, going on a listing appointment up against other agents, having done the listing appointment to come back and then having an uh, you know a, a, a almost brand new agent get the listing, and I say, gosh, what did I do wrong? You know, I've been in here a long time. I'm, you know, I'm really good. All of these things, but I didn't. Get they the had an unrivaled optimism. But they did. It's like, okay, you know, <laughs> I, I told them it was worth nine hundred. They listed for one point one million, and right. the agent that listed it. Just yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. You know, yeah. and so there, there, there's a learning curve. Yeah, believe me, even though someone's been in this business a long time. And did you guys ever do? Did either one of you ever do that, Brian Buffini? Any other Brian Buffini trainings? I've I've gone through the training. Yeah, I went to uh, one in Monterey because that's uh, when I had Remax offices. And I, was, I think I was at that one. I don't know, but <laughs> anyway, but because the agents in the office uh, did the Buffini method and i thought as as the owner broker i should probably at least understand what they're doing and why and those things when you were talking there was one thing about that that reminded me of the buffini training where he said uh this guy didn't get the listing so he called the 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 sellers of this home back and said yeah what was the difference and the seller said oh you were great and you're pro and everything you do but this young guy he's gonna put this thing in the mls (laughs) And, uh, you know, I don't know, you guys, you guys may not do this, but he's going to put it in the MLS and it goes out to all the agents. So, and the funny thing is, is that you're like, everybody does that, but you just didn't know to say that because that young agent that he didn't know anything else. He just knew that was a bullet point to hit because, you know, and I think that's a great reminder for especially those of us that have been doing this a really long time, is we forget what they don't know. My very first listing appointment I went on, I thought was a done deal. It was a referral from um, a good friend who lived next door to this woman, and she was fairly unsophisticated. She did not own a computer. Um, mm. So I go, and it was a, a little house very close to downtown Paso. I was excited about it. I had all the information. I, I knew about the uh, downtown development overlay, so what the potential was. Um, she needed to clean up the property. And so I was waiting. And while I was waiting, it got listed by someone else. Mm. And uh, my friend who was the neighbor went and asked her, he wasn't very happy. He said, you know, I I sent somebody to you. Why didn't you use her? And she said, they're going to put it on the internet. Yeah. And you're like, 
I yeah, guess I, I was going to say chisel that. it in a tablet and put it in the town square myself. Uh-huh. So I understand why I lost that one. So yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those are those are tough lessons. Near the burning, they're, near the burning bush. Yeah, we, Lisa and I went on a, a listening appointment, and um, a friend of mine and we got talking, and, and it, it took. Sometimes when you're there too long, maybe it's you know a downside. But um, yeah, we went through, and they said, "Has anybody talked to you about the multiple listing? How it works? The tour lock boxes?" <clears throat> and they said, "No." And gosh, tell us all about that. So we did, and we didn't get the listing. But it's the point is, it's, it's is they had no no one ever brought it up. They right. had no clue how that really was going to work. It's kind of fascinating. Yeah, I was at one of my one of my best stories was uh, I was I was at like. Oh, Thanksgiving or Christmas or something with with family, and an aunt said, "Oh, I just I just bought a house and uh, something." I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." And um, and I didn't pry. Sometimes family members are get weird about laying their financial guts on the table. I don't want to uh, work with family members. Yeah, <laughs> true. Friends, family, and money are, are, are yeah, interesting like, situations. Yeah, you well, you either and... follow my mindset is you either do it for free or charge double. That's the thing. Uh, if you do it for like free, that. then you can constantly say, hey, I'm doing this for free. You know, leave. Can you just leave me a little piece at the end of this? And then otherwise, if you're charging double every time they get after you, you can just be like, mm, so I charge double. Hmm. Anyhow, she said, I just bought a house. And I was like, oh, it's awesome. Congratulations. And who did your loan? Which reasonable question. Oh, it's so-and-so. And I thought, oh, wow. And I didn't ask to let it lie. And then she said, yeah, I wish that you guys did purchase loans. I would love to work with you. But you guys just do refis, right? And I was like, wow, I suck at marketing. (laughs) 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 I am not not good at all of letting people know uh, the scope of what we do. If own family that you interact with regularly has no idea. Uh, anyhow, all right, top of the hour, break time. So we'll be out for about five minutes here, uh, mandatory break. So go get some water, get some coffee, go water your dogs. Uh, you can turn off the car now, run inside, and turn us on inside. We'll be back in a minute with more Mortgage Matters. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. So you can kind of picture me about 16 years old and turning this song up, right? The window down. The window. That long. in my hair. Mullet blowing in the back. Cruising in a Dodge Dart. The, the four hairs on my beard. It was awesome. Yeah. Heading, heading down to the record store. <laughs> who, who? What band is this? Ar- the Archies. The Archies. The Archies. Yeah. How many hits did the Archies have? Two. Two, one. They were a two-hit, one-hit wonder. They made a ton of money off this was one, this, baby. This sounds a lot like one of the original boy bands. Is that what it was or no? No, they were a comic book people. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, uh, it was like the... 
It was like sort of like the Monkees, where yeah. it was a band that but it's became also a, show. a TV, TV show. Yeah. But but then um, the Archies were a comic, you know, like a, a Saturday 60, cartoon. 61. Sure. But uh, they formed a band. Yeah, so the Archies are, you know, these some of their songs. 65. Yeah. When did this song come out? 63? 69. 69. Oh, really? Oh, you would know that, Lisa. <laughs> you make um, it sound like I was around. <laughs> <laughs> I was 14. We just, I was born. Got 14, it. carry the one. Dang, Steve's old. All right. Yep. Now. Okay. Um, some of you sitting at home are asking yourselves, why? Um, and I'll tell you why. A Tuesday, I was with Steve and Lisa, and um, Steve started on some talk that I thought, man, it was one of those conversations where it, I think it, it veered a little bit away from what your intended remarks were. How unusual. Possibly led by some of my questioning and my next thought was, man, I would really love to be having this conversation on the radio. And so um, I invited these guys onto the radio today because I wanted to try to have that conversation a little bit and, and maybe even a little bit deeper dive into it than what we had before. Um, so here's the setup. Room full of real estate agents, from the young to the old, uh, getting together for the weekly meeting. Right, so we got we have some people in the room that have got a lifetime worth of experience in real estate. Some of which uh, have a lifetime worth of experience in San Luis County real estate. Some a lifetime of experience in real estate that's transplanted into the county, um, and. Some new, you know, wet behind the ears, not knowing uh, what ramifications there are to economic cycles or, you know, Fed monetary policy or any things that we got going on. Um, and so you, Steve, you mentioned like, just kind of sharing kind of the, the state of the union in in the county here is like the conversations that are necessary right now, the things that people want to talk about. And part of it, is, you know, goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the f the first hour here of the show, which is um, setting appropriate expectations, right? Exactly. You have to do that. And so you had mentioned that marketing time is taking a little bit longer because inventory is a little bit higher and that it's a it's a one of those – one of those things, if you don't have this conversation now with your clients and set an appropriate expectation, you're going to take it off the chin later when they start asking questions or getting frustrated because their perception isn't lining up with what the reality is. And, and as a result, right? So that was the spirit you're of this. Is that, the selling side of things. Yeah. And Steve was basically yeah. trying to mentor this group of real estate agents of, hey, Put in a little bit of work here having these conversations proactively so that you don't find yourself in a defensive position of trying to smooth over somebody's um, yeah, exactly. frustration. So the general rule of thumb has always been you know, six months after an event happens is when you figure it out in real estate. So if the market starts to change, then six months later, you're going to, gosh, that the market changed. But it had started you know, months and months ahead of that. Right. And um, what has happened is we had uh, Tracy Ferguson in the office um, <clears throat> had come to us, uh, I don't know, about three months ago, say something like that, and uh, wanted some help just trying to figure out the market. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she was frustrated with some of her listings, and and I thought it was a very, very appropriate question to ask. And to frustrated have, with her listings, why? Time on the market, not showing, you know, right. not, not being shown, pricing. You know, it's it's always. Price. So she wanted to see what the rest of us were seeing. Were we seeing yeah, similar and conditions? Yeah, interestingly enough, Tracy actually sent me an email, and it was one of those emails that I opened and kind of rolled my eyes like, uh, we should be having coffee because this is more than I want to type. Um, and this was probably three or four months ago and basically just said, hey, you're you're somebody I consider well in the know with a lot of vantage point here. What are you seeing? And so um, – doesn't really surprise me that she is out looking for that kind of feedback. Tracy's the kind of person who is always trying to see bigger picture and anticipate and those things. Um, I also sometimes I've thought that she might be quick to jump to some of the more I, – I mean, I don't want to paint her as pessimistic because she's certainly not. She's the opposite of that. But she – it's almost like she's been watching for years for the shoe to drop, I felt. That might not be fair to say. But at any rate, so she's coming to you about some listings, and she's basically just saying, this is what it feels like over here. What are y'all experiencing? So so we then, at our staff meeting, that was going to be the topic of the day. Um, and um, it has continued. Um, I say Lisa and I have probably brought it up again Oh, two or three times. It's kind of, you know, in our world, to reiterate a conversation or to remind, um, you know, the the, the sales staff, um, here's what we talked about not too long ago. I don't see a lot of changes in it because after, you know, three, four, four or five weeks, you kind of whatever you've spoken about kind of goes away and you're on to a new topic. So more on Tuesday, we were kind of thinking maybe we should just, you know, touch on it again Mm -hmm. um, um, because it really – I don't feel like it has changed a whole lot in my mind. And more of the point was uh, we get a printout um, on a monthly basis regarding sales. And this is really um, Sandless-centric. Anyway, uh, and the point was that in September – uh, the reported sales in San Luis, there were 52. Uh, the year before, there were 51. And I looked for down the year, and only in May and June had there been real discrepancy in the amount of sales. In June, there were six or seven more uh, June of this year than June of last year, and May was kind of the same thing. So the and, volume of sales is pretty constant. Yes. Okay. But time is – it. Is the you know the offsetting factor the duration so of there's the cycles. some there's some people hanging on their seat right now about yep. what are you saying what are you about to say what did you know if especially if you're considering transacting right like I'm going to be the seller or I'm going to be the buyer I'm going to do some real estate this year what are you gonna, what are you saying right now and I that's what I think. Our listeners, I mean, this is part of the value of bringing in different real estate agents with different vantage point. You guys have. A big view because there are so many agents within there are the firm. Listening. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what? So, so, so say a, a year ago, um, if I was listing a property and the sellers were asking, you know, how long is this going to take? Uh-huh. Obviously, that's a tough question because there's, uh, but really in the first week or two, I'd have a pretty good handle on where we were. If we were priced right, I would expect to see offers in that two week. And I'm, and I'm talking to say San Luis Obispo right now. Sure. Um, now that's not the case. I would definitely back that off. Um, that's just going to take longer. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Because really, in San Luis Obispo, if you weren't getting offers in the first two weeks, you were off on your price. You priced wrong. Yeah. 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 And, maybe, and maybe that first week. I usually hold off before, you know, looking looking at offers. But um, so but real, now, real I think quick, we need though, to slow down. I feel like, and I know there are pockets of this county that are, that are worth more than slow. But I, I live in the North County. The lion's share of the business, well, I bet you my business is 50-50 with below and over the grade. But... Anyhow, my point is, I think San Luis is kind of expensive. It's an expensive place to be, um, buyer or seller. You're in a market that's kind of the premier market. I mean, other than the limited inventory of Avila or Shell Beach, I mean, San Luis is kind of like, what's up, right? Mm -hmm. This is, so it's expensive here. So part of me wants to sort of kind of, cock my head a little and squint my eyes and be like, well, is that because you guys are talking million dollar houses here? Um, is this, are these stats sort of across the spectrum of what's available for sale? It is across the spectrum. Um, pricing has been difficult for a while. It's, 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 it's you, you have to be pretty much on, on point with your pricing. I do say that, um, you know, it's not as if all, Houses that get listed don't sell uh, pretty quickly. There are there are those that do still in the first two or three days, and um, and with multiple offers sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. you have to have but, the the right house at the right price. But sure, you, you have to have that conversation that okay, here's we are here we are in this price, and since our market has changed to the degree of that we do see more time on the market, and we equate that to the increase in inventory and. Uh, this is the first time San Luis, and we've talked about this uh, before. This is the first time in many, many, many years that um, there is competition with uh, new subdivisions. And when you have that, so kind you of really com- do think that oh. the new construction so is moving the needle of inventory? Absolutely. Yes. I was saying that last year okay. a lot. That is because it. I I said so on this show when when this was all anticipated, right in the entitlements process. We I was saying I think we have such pent up demand that I, it's hard for me to imagine you go drop four hundred units in here, four hundred units in there that it's going to matter. Um, and if, it appears as though I was wrong because it seems like. Like it's mattering right now. Well, what's peculiar is that people are sitting perched waiting for these houses to come in, right? Like San Luis Ranch, they're like, well, let's just, you know, what's, what's six months? Let's just wait to see how that looks when they've got this house right now that you're selling that's like perfect for them right now. So they're torn too. As a buyer, it's like, should we go look at the house? Well, they go look at it, but maybe they don't make the offer that you want them to make because they're waiting for that new product to hit the market. Well, and, and new product sells. You know, in my experience, I've handled I don't know fifteen or eighteen different developments, and uh, you always, you know, the new product will sell uh, over and above anything that, in most cases, that has been a resale product. But I think it's also putting pressure on the resale houses. So mm-hmm. maybe you've mm-hmm. got a buyer who doesn't want. That they like the new, but maybe they don't want the small lot. Right. Yeah. But See, it, 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 influences, it influences what they want out of. Um, I heard from an agent recently, um, a few days ago, I ran into her downtown, and she said she thinks that requests for repairs are getting tougher. So once you're in that transaction, the buyer might have a list of demands that. Sure. Yep. When. When you're talking about the the new stuff, and I, this is maybe this is something I should have given you the opportunity to do some homework because you could say I don't know, or you could give me your best guess here. But up in Atascadero, you know, we've had some new tracks in Atascadero, right? So they built some new stuff around there, and generally, I would say that 
those homes, this is true for me even when I'm trying to estimate someone's value for a refi, um, which when you're a busy loan officer, you get pretty good at that. Um, I got to anticipate, especially if it's mortgage insurance, it affects interest rate, whether or not somebody should even invest in a transaction and an appraisal if we're not likely to get the outcome that they're after. Um, this is There's a lot of pressure on us to get this right. Um, when it's a new, like in a Tascadero, when I say new, I'm talking anything in stucco where the neighbor's houses look similar, that's what I'm calling new. And those houses are generally going to be about 10% less than the home across the street that's in, you know, the custom home, eclectic. I don't want to say custom home like it's a nice thing. I just mean more eclectic, not attract. Um, do you, is that the same, your guys' opinion of that, the same down here that those homes are selling? But is that, is that because if you lined it up and said, okay, well, a 2,000-square-foot house should be selling for seven seventy five, and then these 2,000-square-foot homes that hit in the new development are listed for 700 I think that's a really interesting question because um, take Sarah Meadows, which was the last kind of news. Right. Those um, – the pricing there brought people in. Um, it know, was so aggressive. And you yes. know what? The resells and the refis mm-hmm. I see in Sarah they've, Meadows are insane. They've done very well. They priced – it makes it look now in retrospect – that they priced it was a too low well, coming out of the gate. the timing was perfect. It, the timing was perfect. It, it can't be priced too low when you're selling and, 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 and the developer's happy. So it's not the fact Understood. Of, okay. But also, you know, you needed to bring people in because that was a new area and sure. people weren't used to buying a house where those were located. But I don't think um, we're seeing that same sort of incentivized pricing Okay. And it, right now. Yeah, now we're looking at the pricing to be, oh my gosh, they – they're already here in this price, you know, whether it be the, you know, Rigetti or some of the other places, it's kind of there. And it, it makes it tougher for the mm-hmm. people who are trying to sell to buy new. So if they've got a contingent sale and, it, mm-hmm. you know, we're operating in the same mm-hmm. market, but but their prices um, yeah. are, are, you know, I, are pretty I have high. This, I have this uh, problem is that I think, I always think of what I do, what I think, what I value, what I like, and then I project that on everybody else, you know? And, well, and it's wrong. It's flawed. Let's just talk a, about that for a while. That's a, great, that's a great teaser for our listeners, and we'll talk about that when we get right back from this short break. So stick around with more Mortgage Matters. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number. 328358. 
Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. And now, singing, singing time on my, on my side, the Rolling Stones. Oh, Jim, I know what you did there. I incorporated this request for a reminder that we changed our time. Yep. This week the clock changes. Very clever. So the clock changed this week, right? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. So don't be late to church. Right. Don't be late to football. And this was the uh, first time in my lifetime that the Telegram Tribune didn't have a Saturday paper in your driveway. They stopped that today. This was the first day. that today. But you know what? You could get it electronically, buddy. Uh, No, I can't. I I won't. I know you can't. I shan't. I know you can't. Mm. Nope. Uh, so there's no Saturday paper anymore? No. no. Oh, bummer. Yeah, they say go online to read it. I'm, I can't do that. So They're going to irk some people off there. They already did. But you know what? They've I been made doing it through that it. for years. It's I, the I problem. Was, it was down to five pages. It's I, a, I was a little shaky this yeah. morning, but I got through it. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Just grab a I copy can see of you going through your morning process, Steve. Getting some ink on the finger. Yeah. yeah. You know, they have it. Dad's a, not happy. Dan gave up on the paper a while ago. He was uh, setting the lower end of the uh, age spectrum here where he took the paper and it was just a part of – Dan's a very structured, uh, follows a really regular routine, and the paper was a big deal for him, and he's he started getting fired up. But it's been a gradual taking, though. The paper is dying a slow, painful death. Um, yes, it's become it less relevant, less, less, you know, less delivery, less content, more filler. They moved it to being printed in like Sacramento or something, right? No, did it come not. back? Yes. Okay. A long time ago. That didn't. Work. A long time ago. Well, they only did it for like a year that way. It was. Why like, did they do it for a year that way? Because I think they thought it was going to cut costs, but what it did was... Cut um, readership, which cut profit, which cut Saturdays. Never mind. Welcome to 2019, pal. Jeez. Um, <laughs> now he's Mr. <laughs> newspaper. I've never read Are you McClatchy's newspaper. son You keep coming back, Steve. I'll take this. <laughs> you keep coming back. So Elise is I'll here. I'll take the sports <laughs> section. You keep coming back. Yes. 
My, that's because you and Dan are here. And yeah. I, I hope to give Thank you some you. support. Oh, so sweet. Jason's now it'll be great, three against one. If Jason's Lisa a great host. Turned. Well, hey, okay. so we are, I, <laughs> thought we were, I thought we were on a great topic we about were. the time thing. And here's the, here's the real deal is that um, we have clients that are wanting to move up. You know, they bought their house in 2012. Tons of equity. They bought at the greatest time. They didn't mean to do it. They just did yeah. it. And now they're thinking, all right, well, it, it makes sense. What do I do with this equity? I mean, it's just in my house. Maybe I should buy the other house, the bigger house on the block. And they're having frustration too because they think their house is worth 8, 11, 8, 15, you know, some vigorous number. And then they meet with someone like you that says, you really won't sell that house unless you sell it for 750 or 765 because the next buyer just Mike makes you guys sound really conservative and hard to work well, with. What? Well, I'm saying, I'm, <laughs> no, no, but it, I'm I, saying you want to move the house or do you want to have a nice sales price? Because you can walk around for a month saying, I'm going to sell this house for 811, but the next conversation is going to be like, hey, we need to drop the price. I was thinking that, about that during the break that um, there's so many factors. It, it's it's so complicated. Um, and there have been these pockets. Um, so. Sometimes, I think maybe about three years ago, um, we hit maybe a particular high point where we were seeing a lot of multiple offers. Mm -hmm. So, um, so maybe, and we, we've seen that people who bought as, as recently as three years ago wanting to sell now, and maybe they can't hit that number, even though overall the market is still mm -hmm. on an upward trajectory. Maybe a particular house, um, because it had seven people offering on it, it bumped that price up. Right. So it was a little bit of an artificial number at that time. Maybe the asking price is the one to be comparing to. Um, Which really, uh, I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, yeah, that's right a about great that. reminder to everybody is, you know, and because and I get this question a lot too, is like, well, what if I do this to my house? You know, it's like, well, that may not increase your value, but that may be the reason you get picked out of the available homes for sale. Sweet. Somebody might really love that attribute. And it's not that it's worth more money. No, but, but it might, between it might sell it faster. Between option ABC, if B's got the feature, um, then it sells faster, which does translate to worth more money, right? Um, at any rate, uh, one of the things, I, real quick, like we we kind of started this, but I don't know if we ever really said it, is so marketing time's taking a little bit longer. In, in general. In general. In Thank general, you. on average, it can. Um, but inventory. So, so Steve, you, you mentioned that the, the sort of the rate of absorption over the last year has been relatively constant, right? It's not a whole lot of change. 50 houses a month. You said there was a couple of outliers. But by and large, it's like San Luis proper soaking up the same number of houses per month this year as it did last year. So the sky ain't falling. Nope. That being said, inventory is telling a different story, right? Mm -hmm. what's, the, what's the story with inventory? Inventory was the conversation what's is. What's the inventory? How many or what the, what's the question? <laughs> um, well, for how many, we have been over 100. If you talk about single family detached, we've been over 100 units for months. Um, mm -hmm. last year we were at the same time, we're probably more like 60, maybe yeah, 60, 65, 70, you know, tops. So the, the point is, is it's, it, it comes back to pricing. It comes back to motivation, you know, I mean, so I'm looking to get into, you know, this market or this house, is there, what do I have to do? Is there only two months worth of inventory then mm -hmm. in slow? Mm -hmm. 
two to two and a half. If you you got to put in condominiums and plan development. So, so when like we talk disgustingly about disgustingly unhealthy. Well, when we talk about increased right? inventory, it's very relative, just right. compared to what we yeah. Had and, the, and this is the part of the conversation that, like, this is the chunky part that I wanted to get into with you guys is. Um, you were standing on the other side of the room. The meeting was starting. The conversation at least started to feel to me, and it could have been only me, but started to feel like um, fodder for the 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 change of the market, that things are changing. And to me, I think I paired that up in my head with all these – Drive-by headlines that I see all over the place about, you know, the next recession or the the potential collapse of real estate or all these things that I'm generally pretty quick to dismiss. And and as you started saying that, I so my theme for the last few months here has been, um, guys, we're heading from like disgustingly unhealthy towards normal. That's all. And that ain't bad news. That ain't any reason to freak out. When it you, doesn't mean that, you know. No, and, and and so maybe maybe my house isn't worth what it was two years ago when I when I could have expected maybe you know five offers on it. But um, but the buyers, I think about the people I haven't been able to help in the last few years because right. they just couldn't quite make it. And so, so yes, healthy, I think, is, again, another relative term well, because we healthy at, for who? I've, I've been taught, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I've been taught that inventory – so I've, I've been taught that marketing times, healthy marketing times are at least 30 to 60 days – and that inventory is healthy at at least three months, maybe as much as four or five months. I know it's different in every city and all those kind of things. But if you're like – for the people that don't understand this, the thing that we're that I'm trying to drill us down into here is that months of inventory means that if you – at your current rate of absorption, if no new listings came on today, how quick you would be out of homes for sale. And so problem in the recession when houses were free falling, months of inventory, in other words, there was so much available for sale and very little absorption occurring that we were seeing the free fall of the value of real estate because we had – you could stop calculating it. We had 25, 30, 50 months worth of inventory in some markets, right? It just nobody wanted to buy it and it kept coming on for sale because it was bank-owned. It was short sold, It was – Whatever was going on, so you, that led to the free fall of of real estate values, and we the pendulum has swung the other way so far that last year a city like San Luis Obispo was operating with one point two months worth of inventory. Mm-hmm. Yep, which is insane. Well, okay, so um, tough to be a buyer, right? There are right. no options. Yes. There are well, no options. What do you guys say about that? Well, there, there's, you know, if you look at the market overall, and we try to bring again this, you know, I think part of the value at at our office is, you know, we do have these weekly meetings, and we do try to bring relevance to the agents because the agents don't always spend a lot of time looking this stuff up. I think they 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 look to they intend to. They intend to, but you know, if it's right. not, I think they're happy to have it regurgitated yeah. from somebody Absolutely. smarter than them. Yeah. So, so there's no reason for 
everyone. Yeah. The collaboration, yeah. the collaboration is key. So I mean, it, one of the interesting things I found in, in Lisa, it was about, I don't know, like maybe five months ago now or four months ago, I, I looked at, um, we try to every few meetings bring everybody up on how many single families are in each each city or each uh, you know CSD. And so it was, Los Osos stuck out and, and I looked at it and I'm going to tell you, I think that at one point there were, I'm going to say 18 houses or something on the market. There weren't very many. And in Los Osos, half were a, a million and half were under a million. And I thought, oh my gosh, what's the, what's going on in the, the market? The median sales price in Los Osos is $1 million. $1 million. <laughs> and you kind of that go. That sewer changed everything. <laughs> yeah. It's so, you know, but I looked the other day and they have 28 listings now. But the point is, is, you know, coming back full circle again, pricing, Talking about what you're talking about, the managing and expectations is, yeah, you may not get what Johnny got for his house. Everybody's house is better than Johnny's when it comes on the market, but our market is now saying, and I agree with you, is, you know, being out there for two or three weeks, I don't think is all that weird. You know, hmm. but it's just everybody, it's, it's like, it's like people get used to the low interest rate. You know, I, we deal with people in the last seven years that thought getting to 4%, the, you know, the sky is falling. Okay, so there's that certain segment of, of the market that has never experienced anything other than what they've experienced in the last five to seven years. And when you start to, to bring this other, you know, these other influences in and then managing their expectations saying, okay, you know, you have to have a plan. You know, when we go in for a listing appointment and we have a listing, we go in and say, okay, so at this point, you know, we don't mind trying your price. Because we don't mind being wrong, first of all. If you got higher, it's fine with us, um, and it's good, and you can do what you want to do. But you also have to say then, you know, at what point do you want to have the serious discussion right. about price? And then you can't, You also have to t- say, okay, so you can't lower your price 5000 Okay, you're right. Because, because somebody would have like written you an offer yeah. already if they yeah. thought that's what it was worth. Yeah. I mean, right. you, you may be looking at a $25,000, $30,000 price reduction to get yourself where you maybe should have been to then again – Get it off. I really, I really enjoy, I really enjoy the microeconomics of purchasing a home. In fact, I, we get intimately involved with the buyer right before they mm-hmm. make the offer. Jason and I both share the same practice. We don't write um, pre-approval letters that say you're pre-approved up to seven hundred and fifty thousand. We tailor it to the offer. Right. And when they come into me and say, "Hey, this, this, we're going to offer," you know. 10% less than what the listing price is. I'm like, you guys, I'm not, we're not even writing that letter. Most houses are coming in at 96% of list price. Mm-hmm. So there's That's some, a good point that there's I some, didn't even think about bringing there's up. some vigorous, even when intimate, they're marketed a little bit longer, we're not yeah. seeing great softness in the price, right? Mike, I'm really glad you brought Maybe that point up. Maybe a change from original list price to yeah. final yes. contract price, which is an indicator that you came on wrong. But once you sorted it out, then you got your activity together. And that's, that's one of the 4%. things I think. I mean, that's a, that's a margin of error right there. Yes. Well, I think one of the other things, too. Um, so a couple of points. Number one, um, I like that there's a little bit of extra inventory around right now. Um, yeah, not a bad thing. Yeah. Not a bad thing at all. In fact, I want to celebrate this as great news if you a year ago wanted to sell your house in San Luis because you had a raise at work and we're doing a little bit better right. and the That's missus right. is pregnant, so you're looking for that bedroom over next to the school you like, um, 
Well, guess what? That was really difficult to find, and you're going to get super stinking lucky. And the leap of faith it takes to sell your house, believing that you're going to get your timing together, that your suitable replacement is going to meet your wish list, and you're not going to end up trying to either settle for a home that didn't hit your punch list, which makes you wish you would have just stayed put, right? Or you're going to become a tenant, or you're going to end up in a whole nother part of the county that you didn't originally plan to be in because the inventory was so tight. Today, and granted, I'm going to say this with an asterisk on it, um, two months worth of inventory, I'm still going to suggest is unhealthily low. And... um but it creates more opportunity for you to not be taking such a risk. You could feel like, okay, I can sell my house with a little bit more certainty that I'm going to find a suitable replacement that I don't have to settle for, right? Right. But the the, the good thing about having a new, list, new product out there is you can be more definite. Okay, I'm going to go over and I'm going to – Buy at Naveno or Rigetti or South Moros. Also, they're taking contingent offers, yeah. which is a huge advantage. Right. So, so you know, okay, I, I've locked this house up. It's not going to be done for you know ninety days. Yep. I can put my house on the market. It can be subject to you know the buying of the new house is subject to the selling of the existing, and so it gives you the definite. It may not give you every neighborhood that you want to be in, but it but it relaxes some of that that concern that you're, yeah. you're bringing up in the sense that okay. Whew, you know, everything's good. I can get this house if everything goes right. And if it doesn't go right, the worst happens. I so the other house. the other great news, mm-hmm. right? So I'm I'm going to spin that these long, slightly longer marketing times <laughs> with slightly more inventory is fantastic news to everybody that wants to, unless you're leaving the county or something, um, and for first time home buyers as well. It's great news, but also we have this. Amazing intersection now on the plot chart here of rates are low too, right? I mean, the Fed's just cut rates this week, which did lead to a drop in the mortgage-backed securities has led to lower interest rates to home buyers. Yep. And, you know, that, that, those, that's a, that's a confluence of some, uh, a couple of great things. And I think it means that, um, we, I just want everybody to remember that um, slowing home price appreciation is a better terminology than real estate values are softening or going down. Uh, real estate values are still generally increasing everywhere in the nation. We, this gets reinforced every time somebody produces these numbers. Um, the rate of appreciation is declining. Sure. I'm going to call that returning to healthy when it was 10% a year, which it was for years on end since the recovery began. That was unhealthy. The recession was unsustainable, right? Um, but so just, it's a, we're, this is a return to normal and a return to healthy. Um, and it's not, it's not to be shrouded in like, pessimism pessimism or negativity i think it's a good thing am i wrong no you're not wrong um because when i started in real estate um the the first words of everybody's mouth wasn't how much am i going to make okay and that happens a lot (laughs) to us now right it was merely you know that's what you did um you know it was for shelter it wasn't for how much am i going to make um 
there, there wasn't the huge concern about interest rates. A lot of stuff was. Uh, yeah, TV, but so since, FHA and, since pensions went away, isn't yeah. isn't that what I need to do? No, is, but your is wisdom make some is good sound. Real estate investments. Your wisdom is sound. And let, let's talk about that when we get right back from this break, Steve. Because I think as we wrap up the show, I think there is a conversation to be had about a. The prices aren't going to drop again like they did in '09. They just won't. That was I a hope weird, they do weird. because this time I'm ready to buy more houses. Yeah, they're not going to happen. <laughs> I and want secondly, them to. Last secondly, time I was licking wounds and couldn't buy anything. <laughs> this time I'm ready to buy. And secondly, we're not buying the appreciation. We're buying a place to live for five to seven years. You know, so or a lot longer. Or a lot longer. <laughs> so let's take this last break of the show. When we come back, we'll get right into that. Stick around for the last segment of Mortgage Matters. Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending in just seconds. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit. So call AM Sun Solar today at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 Lowe. Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. 358. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Side. 
this music well you know we didn't talk music or disneyland this time so i know yeah. oh no we only have 14 minutes <laughs> that's how long this song is <laughs> yeah is that all is it only 14 minutes <laughs> the uncut that's because they don't this, they sound, this sounds like a studio recording so this is only five and a half minutes but if you were at a dead show man Kind of twirling so, around and seeing Star This is the one you go to the things. bathroom. This is, yeah, it's a 20-minute song. Yeah. No problem. Well, I, have a, I have a Bob Weir story for you after the after the show then on, on how they can't end a song. So <laughs> people come and they want to buy a house and they're thinking, Steve, tell me the – I mean, we just got need to wait like two more years, right? And these prices will drop $100,000. And we'll just buy them For then. sure. Yeah, we just said uh, yes. For sure. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. But meanwhile – when that seven doesn't roll out on the craps table, <laughs> prices are going up five to eight percent per year. And if, like you said, Lisa, in that pocket, they could be going up ten to twelve percent, depending on what t- what part of slow you're living in. And then these new homes, they're not mm-hmm. helping. No, I, right? We, we we talked about this recently. How um, um, the new homes, their their pricing went up rapidly. It seemed. Mm. And so they they met our market or or exceeded it in some cases if you just go on a per square foot basis. So I think that's because sort of, of those closets, right? Those yeah. closets, that kitchen. Yeah, I but, mean some well, of that stuff. Let's is, be honest. High ceiling. Let's be honest. Yeah. In California, um, lumber has gone up quite a well, bit in cost. Okay, so, Paint tax. But you know you have everything. You, you, all the new Title Twenty Four energy right. codes. That you have to meet most most builders. I give them a lot of credit because they they tend to exceed all Title Twenty Four no matter what. Um, and now in twenty twenty, you're going to have a whole new round of the environmental um, oh, the stuff. That yeah, no, the, well that's the the. You're that's talking what about we can the state. Talk to, yeah, I'm talking about the state. Yeah, putting, and and it's all good because it's it, it it's solar. It's a lot of you know very positive things. As you're far talking as net as zero as now. Uh, no, to that's a degree, for new homes. That's yeah. We maybe we'll come back in Sorry. a couple of weeks. And we can we can. Keep rolling, Enlighten sorry. you and, and everybody else on the on, on all of that. But, um, you know, but so, yeah, there, there's a lot more cost. <laughs> He'll be back. There's a lot more cost in building a home. So, that, you know, it is going to go up. Well, yeah, and land is scarce and hard to, you know, as soon as there's a plot of land that might become housing, there's a whole lot of people that ain't happy about it, right? Yes and no. I think that's waning a bit. I think what you have now is more of, you know – I think if you go around to all the cities, um, and, and, and quite honestly, you know, the housing summit's going to be coming up in, I think it's in March, and one of our main topics is going to be about density and downtowns and things like that, that, you know, you still have the choice. You either go out or you go up. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I think most people are getting a little bit more in tune with, gosh, you know, I'd, uh, on, I, you know, I don't mind, you know, a three or four, the three story building on Broad Street where it doesn't affect me as much as being, you know, something downtown. And, and so there's there, there's a softening to a certain degree mm-hmm. of of that um, because if not, then you know there's probably people out there that would like to sell some of their land uh, and have housing put on it because it would be you know kind of a home run. Um, so I, I, with I, the I think transfer that of wealth that's coming with yeah. the, the silver tsunami generation and the baby boomers coming, that transfer of wealth, there's going to be a lot more land opening up. See, and I don't know what the silver tsunami is. 
That's just a word we're using now for oh, baby boomers a lot retiring. Of people your age. The silver tsunami. Wow. That was Is that offensive? No. Okay, good. Now that I know what it is, I'll just take it out on people my age. Yeah. Yeah. We are the silver tsunami. Yes. But I, th- I think what you were saying about people still kind of fighting it and not liking it. You know, we live in this great area and people don't want it to change and it scares them. They and all come that. here so, from that area that was big, right? <laughs> well, or the people like Steve who, you know, are originally from here. Yeah, good point. But, but I was thinking recently, I've heard people complain about the new hotels in downtown San Luis Obispo. We didn't have a hotel besides Madonna Inn in San Luis Obispo. Right. If you wanted to stay in a hotel, you had to go to Pismo. Right. So, so you know, yeah. the, what reality versus what people kind of complain about. Yeah. It's not always the same. Yeah. So and the change is going to happen. Again, you know, there was probably a time I went through and thought, oh, my gosh, you know, um, I, we dealt with a lot of uh, ranches. My dad was, uh, you know, heavily involved in selling ranches and stuff. And I would see, you know, a change and then they would be uh, subdivided into, you know, a large cluster development, meaning, you know, you'd have a two-acre parcel for the house and then houses would be clustered together and there would be, 10 acres between all of them and you go into a cul-de-sac and that's where the houses would be built. But, you know, there was a time where I thought, oh, my gosh, and then it's kind of, you know, change is going to happen. And and, and it's usually pretty positive. City of San Luis, uh, the councils and planning commissions in the past were very, very, very conservative. And I think to to a point in a good way, but then also, um, you know, that's what caused some of our housing problems as far as price and you know paying seven hundred fifty thousand yeah, for a i've seen the stats if you go back to what the slow adopted their one percent mm-hmm. growth oh cap gosh. in like 1979 it was yeah yeah i'd say Ish. at least 15 years ago yeah my my understanding is they only hit it once yeah we did if you look at it historically <laughs> from then to today it's so far below one percent it's not even funny yeah. and, and the amount of catch-up that if you went back to achieve the number of housing units it would take to make it 1% over the whole period, uh, we could build yeah, to like yes. a density of San Francisco now. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. So, but yeah, that I, I, one of my favorite t-shirts I owned when I was a kid in the 80s, it, it was a um, hyper-color. t-shirt. No, dude, I was poor. I didn't have a hyper-color t-shirt. Just said, uh, surfing sucks, don't start. And it was great, right? Same kind of thing here. It's like... San Luis, if you're listening from Bakersfield right now, this place sucks. Don't come over here. Um, it's like, you know, we want to be here, but we don't want it to seem too attractive to the other people. We just, we like, we want to be the last in, you know? Uh, except for Steve, who's, you're a native, right? Weren't you born at like French Hospital? I was. Uh, yeah, Edison French. <laughs> so there you have that, right? It was on, uh, yeah. yeah, Marsh Street. Newsom. Oh, the haunted government. one? There, uh, the brick one. Yeah, it was a bit rebu- they rebuilt. I thought that was a mental institution. No, no, no. This that's, is all that's, coming that's together jo- that's now. On, that's on Johnson. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that was something else. The second thing I want to talk about <laughs> is that I'm, I'm consistently trying to tell people, look, don't buy this house and think in three years you're going to sell this thing. Yeah. You got to get comfortable in this thing. Like, pay a little bit extra for the house you're going to live in for ten years because right now we're gonna we're gonna ride out this lull of appreciation and maybe even see some dips. But I, I really do think you need to buy real estate is a long-term purchase. And when I say seven years, that goes by quick, man. I mean, I bought my house five years ago, almost six years now. And I'm like, who helped you with that? You did Jason. That's right. baby. Well, you you started, you started us out. Mike. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I I was gonna say I was on on the, on your same topic. Yeah. 
um, if, what do you tell people who yes, when they please. say, should I wait? And I've been hearing that for three years. Right. You know, what's coming. You know and who all should of those, wait? All those people lost money. Well, people that hear. don't need shelter. Well, what I, what I, I was thinking, this is, point well, I was lucky enough that my parents taught me from a young age that, that you can never go wrong owning real estate in California. If you're yeah. in a desirable area, it will always come back. And so that's what I tell people mm-hmm. is, you know, do you want to buy a house? And if you have to sell right away, yes, this could affect you. Mm-hmm. But as long as you can hold on to it, you're going to be fine no matter right. what price you really? buy at. Well, and like you mentioned earlier about yeah. that idea of how much money am I going to make in terms of, you know, the people's first thought about real estate. I I don't – I mean, I don't necessarily feel that way. But at the same time, when I look at the people – and generally it's the, the people I look up to in my life that are older and have – made it through all the seasons now and are retiring. And um, you know who's the best? You know of all of them? This is the thing I tell everybody. Um, look around. I don't care where you're from, Oklahoma, New York, California, whatever. Sit down and take inventory in your life of the people that have created a position of comfort, usually associated to that as some financial security, some independence there, mm-hmm. and then go back and look at them. What What did they all do? Every single one of them, they all own real estate. And the ones that are uh, what in my house we call ballin', they owned more than one, you know? And, you know, if you're young and you're thinking that this isn't the case um, or, yeah, but it's different today, yeah. Um, you said so earlier in the show, Steve, the first house you sold was how much? Absurd that that house today is worth a million dollars, right? But that might be a million dollar house today, depending on the neighborhood it's in. And some people are outlaying that much just for principal interest, property taxes, and insurance in a but, year. But you look at that, though. Yeah, they are. It's a big nut, but yeah. They are. I worked up a pre approval yesterday for some people that are buying a $3 million house in Shell Beach, and the property taxes alone on that house were um, enough that I was like, dang, that is crazy. Um, but, but my point is, though, it's hard for us to see 10 and 20 and 30 years down the line. Um, we talked about age, I think, mostly during the break. We did establish on the air that Steve's the oldest one here. Um, so before you did real estate, um, what was – do you remember the first wage you worked for in terms of like a – whether it was minimum wage or just an hourly wage? Yeah, my dad, uh, when I did property management for him, paid me 35 cents an hour. Cool. Uh, Lisa, do you remember the first wage that you were paid? No, I can't remember back that far. I think I was nine fifty. Holy smokes! Oh, you man. really are young. Really? Yeah. You must. What have... were you doing? Never go answer that. Sorry. I worked at, that. Oh, I I worked think, at Papa think, Murphy's. I think my first full time job Minimum was wages. like seven seventy five. Yeah. Okay. Good. Jim, well, do you remember your first wage that you were making? Uh, about three thirty five. Yeah. Okay. Which, by the way, was the price of a foot-long Kona sandwich when I first moved to Slow County. It, but bottom line is um, nobody anticipated from – you set the low mark again for us, so thank you. Um, 35 cents an hour. Um, today, you know, these <laughs> – But, you know, gasoline was 25 cents a gallon. Right. And today gasoline's is 450. Um, 
<laughs> wages are significantly more than that. Uh, it's, you can't really get people to work for seven bucks an hour because unemployment is worth more than that. Real estate has, you know, gone so far. Anyway, we're out of time, as always happens. I thank you guys for coming in today. I know because I wanted um, to, to at least comment. On Mike's, no. Mike's stuff. Can you about turn it. off this microphone here? Um, <laughs> we're going to come back next week. We're going to. The questions are all that matter, Steve. Yeah. The Tell responses you what, are. We have one necessary. minute to go. How do people get a hold of you guys if they want to reach you? Uh, Steve Del Martini, eight zero five eight zero one five one six five Compass. Yeah, um, and yeah, call call Steve and ask for Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, if you guys are driving and you don't have the ability to write that down. You can reach out to our office, um, 543-LOAN. We'll get you in touch with these guys. Um, thank you very much for coming on today. It was fun for me. Thanks for, for having sure. us, as always. I, I enjoyed um, it. Thank you. And, Mike, thanks for giving Dan a day off. Yep. Um, Dan's handing out soccer it. trophies right now. Guys, rates did drop this week, so if you need to get qualified to buy a house or refinance a house, save some money, uh, we'll help you with that. CentralCoastLending.com or 543-LOAN. Thanks much for being with us. We'll be back next week with another live episode of Mortgage Matters.